Good morning. Um, we're here for the uh, relaunch of the eTalmud Learning Initiative. We're beginning from the first page of Mesechet Chagiga, Tractate Chagiga. Um, basically, this tractate discusses two major themes. The first theme is coming to the, uh, basically, the holidays. Um, we have our three festivals in which we are obligated to come to the temple in Jerusalem when the temple still stood, bring specific sacrifices at that time, um, and those holidays are Pesach, Passover, Sukkot, and Shavuot. Um, so we're going to begin from the very beginning of uh, Chagiga. Um, we're going to read the Mishnah right now. Hakol chayavin b'ri'iyah. All are obligated in the obligation to come to the temple on the holidays, the three festivals, and to bring a re'iyah. A re'iyah is a specific type of korban, a specific type of sacrifice. Um, it's actually an ola. It's the type of offering that is completely offered on the altar, not just parts of it, but completely. And that's what we're referring to here. So everyone is obligated to come to the temple on the festivals and to bring such a sacrifice. Chutz except for somebody that is both deaf and mute. That's a cheresh, a shota, somebody with um, with um, severe lack of uh, mental faculties, the katan, and someone that is a minor, the tumtum, and in someone that is of undetermined gender, the androgynos, and someone that is a hermaphrodite, um, so somebody that has both uh, male and female um, genitalia. Um, and women, and slaves that are have not yet been freed or have not yet are not freed. somebody that um, has a limp, making it impossible for them to walk. and somebody that is blind. and somebody that is sick. and somebody that is elderly. And really anybody who is unable to go up by foot from Jerusalem to the uh, to the temple. So uh, that is who we're referring to. So basically everyone is, is obligated to come to the, to the temple for the festival, um, bring this type of sacrifice except for the people that we just mentioned. Um, so that's the first point. Now we're going to talk about what we mean when we say that a minor, somebody that is young, is um, is not obligated to come up for to uh, to bring the sacrifice. Eizehu katan. Who is considered this type of minor, who is exempt from coming to the temple for the festival and bringing the sacrifice? Kol she'eno yachol lirkov al kisefav shel aviv. Anybody that is not able to ride on the shoulders of his father. And go up from Jerusalem to the Temple Mount. Anyone that is not old enough to do so, and this may mean anyone that has the ability to say we do or we do not want to um, take that type of shoulder ride, um, but anyone who cannot do that is not obligated to do so. Divrei Beis Shammai, these are the words of Beis Shammai, the Academy of Shammai. Beis Hillel Omrim and Beis Hillel, the Academy of Hillel says, um, it's anybody, somebody that is a minor is anybody who cannot hold on to the hand of his father, the and make that trip go up from Jerusalem to the Temple Mount by foot. 
Shenemar, as the verse says, Shalosh Rigalim. The verse says that on three festivals during the year, you need to come up to Jerusalem. And the word that is used for festivals is Rigalim, which also can be read as Raglayim, which are feet, to teach us that you only are obligated to come up to um, on the festivals if, in fact, you can make that trip on your feet, on your own feet, from Jerusalem to the Temple Mount. Um, now, I just want to point out, when we talk about this obligation that anybody that's either older, that's old enough to walk up from Jerusalem to the Temple Mount, or anyone that's old enough to sit on their father's shoulders from Jerusalem to the Temple Mount, that is just a rabbinic obligation. Biblically, you're obviously, you're not going to be obligated in any mitzvah until you turn, until you become bar mitzvah, until you become an adult in Jewish law, which is bar mitzvah, which is 13 years old, 12 for a girl. What we're talking about here is when is there the rabbinic obligation of chinuch, of um, teaching your child to do the mitzvot. And that is a different age for different types of mitzvot. So what we're saying is, for instance, according to Beis Hillel, according to the Academy of Hillel, that once a child can make this trip on foot, then their parents have the obligation to make sure that they fulfill the mitzvah because of the obligation to be mechanech, to teach your child, to nurture your child in the mitzvot, so that they are very familiar with them by the time they reach adult, Jewish adulthood. Okay. Next part. Beishamai Omrim. Beishamai says, <clears throat> Now we're going to talk for a moment about how much, how, um, what is the minimum you're allowed to spend on this, um, on the sacrifices that you have to bring on the holiday. So Beishamai, the Academy of Shammai says, <clears throat> The Ola, the Re'iya Ola, the one that we've been talking about until now, this type of sacrifice, and by the way, it's called the Re'iya. Re'iya means to be seen or to see. Um, and it's the sacrifice that comes along with making yourself seen on at the temple on the festivals. Because the verse in the Torah that tells us that you need to go up on the festival says, that you need to be seen. So we refer to that sacrifice as the sacrifice you bring when you need to be, you know, you're, you're, you're being seen sacrifice. So that's where the Hebrew word, that's the word, that's the name of this sacrifice is the re'iyah. Um, so the re'iyah sacrifice, the minimum amount you have to spend on, you can spend on it, or the minimum worth of it has to be shtechasev, two um, silver coins, um, st- specifically two silver ma'ah. Um, which was a uh, type of coin, which was a certain um, currency, a certain currency. Um, it doesn't seem like it's very much money, so you can get away with not, with not, you know, without spending very much on these sacrifices. Vahachagiga. This is the second type of sacrifice that you would need to bring on the first day of the festival, and it's called the chagiga, and it was a shlumim, a different type, a different category of sacrifice. We'll get into that later. Oh, this type, only parts of it, small parts of it are brought up on the altar. The rest are actually eaten um, by human beings. And we'll talk more about that soon, uh, a little later. So Chagiga, the second type of sacrifice you have to bring on the holiday is ma'achas. If it's worth, must be at least one silver ma'a, one silver ma'a coin. Basil Omer and Basil argues and says, The Ola, which Beishamai says needs to be two ma'a coins, two silver ma'a coins, 
he says it only has to be one silver ma'a coin. Vahachagiga, whereas the chagiga, that has to be shtechasef, that has to be two silver ma'a coins. Okay, we just finished the Mishnah, and now we're going to analyze the first word in the Mishnah. Um, we're going to go. We're going to go to the Gemara and analyze the first word of the Mishnah. Hakol mai. When we say the word hakol, right? We said the first word of the Mishnah was hakol chayavim beriyah. Everyone is obligated to bring a riyah to bring this uh, to this type of sacrifice. What does the word everyone come to include? Um, what is the word hakol? What is the word everyone? Um, have to come coming to include. Um, it was a word that uh, that wouldn't have been necessary, and we learn and we understand that that word is coming to include someone that would have been that it would have been questionable. Do they actually have to bring it, or do they not actually have to bring it? And this is coming to teach us that this person, this category of people, has to bring it. So who is this including? La'asuye, it's coming to include mishechetzio eved vechetzio ben chorin, somebody that is a half slave and half free person. Someone that's a half-slave and half-free person, um, how does that happen firstly? So the way that happens is, is that you had a complete slave. Um, it's his, uh, his owner died, left um, the slave to, as an inheritance to his two children. One child decides to sell, to, um, to, to, to redeem, to free his portion. The other child does not redeem, free his portion. So you have somebody that is a half-slave and half-free person. So we're, what we're, the Mishnah is coming to tell us by including the word everyone, it's coming to teach us that this type of person actually would need to bring this holiday sacrifice, this festival sacrifice. But then the Gemara asks, Ule Ravina, but according to Ravina, Da'omar Misha Chetzio Eved, Vechetzio Ben Chorin, Patr who said that somebody that is a half slave and half free person is exempt from coming up to the, for the festival to the temple and bringing this type of sacrifice. Hakola Suyemain, what does the word all or everyone coming to include? Ravina specifically said that a half slave, half uh, free person does not need to bring this type of sacrifice. So the Gemara, so according to Ravina, what is this word including? So we answer, Le it's coming to include Chiger Biyom Rishon, Finis Pashet Biyom Sheni, somebody who was had a terrible limp, was, was lame on the first day of the festival, but he was healed by the second day. So the first day, he was exempt from bringing this type of sacrifice. Yet on the second day, he would all of a sudden now be obligated to appear at the Temple Mountain to bring the sacrifice. And that's who we're coming to tell you that even if you weren't available, you weren't obligated the first day, if you become, if you heal, then you now have to bring the sacrifice on that second day. But then the Gemara asks, so before I go on, let me just explain to you that there's two ways of understanding how this holiday sacrifice works. The Mishnah tells us a little bit later on that um, when it comes to the holiday sacrifice, the festival sacrifice, that if you did not bring it on the first day, you bring it on one of the next days, right? You have the next six days to bring the sacrifice. So the question is, is as follows. When we think of the bringing it, for instance, let's say on the second day, when we bring it on the second day, because we didn't bring it on the first day, are we saying that the second day is making up for the first day? Or are we saying if you didn't bring it on the first day, then you have a new obligation on the second day. 
And if you didn't bring on the second day, you have a new obligation on the third day. But it's not a makeup for the first day. It's just a new obligation um, to bring the sacrifice. So how do we understand that? So those are the two ways of understanding it. Obviously, there's going to be one very practical difference when it comes to how we understand it. If it's merely a makeup for the first day and you weren't obligated to bring the sacrifice on the first day, then you have nothing to make up because you were exempt at that point in time. However, if each day is its own obligation and you just have to make sure and you know you want to bring it and you're supposed to bring it as early as you can, then if you miss the first day and now all of a sudden you're obligated to bring it, um, if, if you were not obligated on the first day, you still would have your obligation on the second day. So we're going to ask, so those are two ways of understanding it. And in fact, the Gemara um, argue they have a dispute as to how to understand the the bringing on the second, third, fourth, and so on days. So, This that you're telling me that the word everyone is coming to teach you about somebody who was not obligated on the first day, but then becomes obligated on the second, and that they have to bring their sacrifice then on the second day, that works well according to the opinion that holds later on that kulan tashlumin that each day is a fulfillment of one another, meaning it's not a fulfillment of the first day, it's not a makeup for the first day of the other days, but rather each one is a fulfillment of one another. They're all equally um, days in which you're obligated to bring the sacrifice and you're just supposed to bring it as early as possible. Then it makes sense that somebody that was, um, then it makes sense that somebody that wasn't obligated on the first day will now have an obligation on the second day if they heal. But according to the opinion, is an opinion. According to the opinion, that every day is just a makeup for the first day. Then what does everyone or all the first word in the Mishnah coming to include? It will not include somebody that was lame on the first day, that was that was limp on the first day, that had a limp on the first day, and then the second day he healed because he wouldn't have to bring a sacrifice on the second day because there is no. Because it's the second day's sacrifice is only to make up for the first day, and he wasn't obligated on the first day, so he wouldn't have to bring a sacrifice on the second day. So if that's the case, according to that opinion, what is the word hakol, what is the word everyone or all coming to include? So we answer, It's coming to teach you that somebody that is blind in just one eye, he has to come up on the festival to the temple mount, to the temple, and bring the sacrifice. Udalo ki haitana, and this is unlike the opinion of a different Tana. A Tana is the uh, sages of the Mishnah or the Brisa. Um, the Mishnah and the Brisa are from the same time period. Mishnahs were the more verifiable t- uh, teachings of the Tanayim, the sages of that time, whereas the Brisas are still important, but we do not give them as much credence because they were not as verified as the Mishnah was. So when we tell you that the Mishnah here is teaching us that somebody that's blind with one eye has to bring a sacrifice, has to come to the uh, to the temple during the festival and bring a sacrifice, that's unlike the opinion of a different Tana, Ditanya, which we learned in a Brisa. Ditanya is always teaching or telling us that we have a Brisa. So we ta- learned in the following Brisa. Yochanan ben Dahavai Omer, Mishum Rabbi Yehuda. Yochanan ben Dahavai said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, Suma ba'achas me'enav patur min hari'ia. A person who is blind in one eye is exempt 
from the mitzvah of being seen and uh, meaning coming up to the temple for the festival and bringing the sacrifice. Shenemar, where do we know this from? So as I said earlier, the verse that tells us that you need to come up to the festival for the festival, it says shalosh pa'amim bashana that on three times during the year all of your males should be seen, need to be seen. Now, that's in an interesting way of reading that word. That is how the word is read. But the letters of that word, the more simple reading, if we didn't have vowels, would be yire, should see. So what we're saying is, is that we take a look at this Hebrew word that could be read as both should see and should be seen. And we, un- we understand that uh, both meanings come to teach it, both word readings come to teach us something. And what do they come to teach us? As follows. Kederach Shebal Liros, it teaches us that just as God comes to the temple to see, we are seen by God. So just as God comes to the temple to see, so too must we come to the temple to be seen. Just as God comes to see us with two eyes, meaning in a complete fashion, so too we must come to be seen with both of our eyes intact, which would mean that if we're blind in one eye, we do not have the obligation to come and be seen. We do not have the obligation to come up for the festival. So this would mean, so this, would mean, so this is the opinion that tells us that um, that one, someone that is blind in one eye does not have to come up for the festival. And our Mishnah would be arguing and saying, no, someone that is blind with one eye must come up for the festival. Now we're going to give one more explanation. Going back to the first answer that we gave as to what is the all or everyone, the first word in the Mishnah coming to include, which we said the first answer we gave was that it was coming to include somebody that is half a slave and half of a free person. But then we said that, what about, wait a, wait a moment, Ravina clearly says that that's not the case, that someone that is half a slave, half a free person does not have to come up for the festival. So now we're going to, um, we're now going to uh, go back to that, uh, to that answer. If you want, I can say as follows. We can say like we said earlier or originally, where the word all or everyone is telling us that someone that is half a slave and half of a free person must come up on the festival. And and as for the question that you asked, Hadar Ravina, based on Ravina, who seemed to say that someone that's half a slave, half a knot, um, need not come up for the festival. Lokashe, that's not a question. Why is it a question? Kan Commissioner Rishona, Kan Commissioner Achrona. Ravina was going according to the Mishnah Rishona, the first teaching of the Academy of Hillel, which we're going to explain. Kan Commissioner Achrona, whereas um, here, um, unlike Ravina, where the, we have the word all coming to teach us that someone that's half a slave, half a free person needs to come up for the festival, that would be going like the second teaching of Beis Shammai, of Beis Hillel, the Academy, the Academy of Hillel, once he changed his mind, changed his opinion. So we have as follows. It's not, because we learned in a Mishnah. We have a Mishnah that has two opinions of Beis Hillel, of the Academy of Hillel, the first opinion, and then once he changes his mind. And this is how it goes. Somebody that is half a slave half a slave and half of a free person, and we explain how that can happen. 
Oved es rabo yom echad. He can serve. What, what, how does it work? What does he have to do? He has to serve his master one day. And then he works for himself one day. These are the words of Beis Hillel. Beis answered him and said, Beis Hillel, Academy of Hillel, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, now we're on 2B. Top of 2B. You have made a very good, you have made a system that works for the master. But you have not made a situation that would help for the slave himself. Why? Because yes, when it comes to work, one day he works for himself, one day he works for his master. But the problem is, is as follows, when it comes to who he can marry. Lisa Shifcha in Oyacho, he's not allowed to marry um, a, uh, um, a maidservant, he's not allowed to marry a slave woman, because he has half of himself that is free, and a free person, a free person is not allowed to marry a slave person. Um, so, he can't marry a maidservant. And he also can't marry somebody that's a free woman because half of him is still a slave and that half of him is not allowed to marry a free woman. So Lee Batel, and perhaps you'll tell me, oh, okay, it just means he can't get married. No big deal. That's definitely not the case. But behold, the world was only created to make sure that the world continues, to make sure for procreation. Shinemar, as the verse says, Lo Sohu God did not create the world to be desolate. La Sheves Yitzara, God created the world, God created the world for it to be inhabited. So rather, what do you do? What's the what's the remedy for this slave person so that he can get married? Um rather, in order to better society, to perfect society, Kofinis Rabo. We forced the, the 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 owner of the slave, the master, but also so ben choren, and he has to free the slave. The chosev lo damav, and the slave now owes him half of his cost. Right, the slave has to write him a, a letter of intent that he's going to pay um, half of what he is worth, um, because the master should not lose out by freeing him. So now we have. Beis Shammai telling Beis Hillel what needs to be done is that there should be no such thing as half a slave, half of a free person. And rather, um, what should happen is, is, that, uh, is that the master that still, that still owns half of him needs to free him. The Chazru Beis Hillel and Hillel went back, the Academy of Hillel went back, they changed their mind and they decided to teach or to rule in accordance with Beis Shammai that the master must free him. Okay. So now that we understand Beis Hillel's original opinion and now Beis Hillel's opinion, we can understand what's going on here. Ravina, when he said his opinion that someone that's half a slave, half of a free person, does not is not obligated to come up for the festival, that was going according to Beis Hillel's original opinion that someone that's half a slave, half of a free person stays half a slave, half a free person. There's no obligation on the master to free his half. And therefore, um, when the Mishnah later on tells us that somebody that is not freed is exempt from bringing the festival sacrifice, it would be referring to some, even somebody who is half a slave, half of a free person. That's who Ravina was going according to. But then, Beis Hillel changed his mind. When Beis Hillel changed his mind, 
the word hakol, the word everyone or all, was added into the Mishnah, thereby telling us that somebody that is half a slave and half a free person actually does need to bring the festival sacrifice. Why? Because the master has an obligation to free this person, his half, we consider this person is already completely free, and therefore they need to bring the festival sacrifice. So it's not a problem that Ravina argued, um, because Ravina was going according to the original opinion of Beis Hillel, and our Mishnah is teaching like the final opinion of Beis Hillel. So that's completely fine, and therefore we could say that when it says the word all or everyone, it's coming to teach us that even somebody that's half a slave and half a free person needs to bring the festival sacrifice because we look at him as a completely free person because the master has an obligation to free this person, to free his half of this person. And of course, the other half was already freed. So we'll stop here for today. And tomorrow we will, uh, next time um, on Monday, we will talk more about the exemptions to who has to come up for the festivals um, to the Jerusalem and who uh, and uh, the exemptions to, who, to, to bringing the holiday sacrifices, the festival sacrifices. Have a wonderful day.